Hi, strong friends. It's Coach Cappuccino here. You're listening to the Praying Games podcast. I'm happy to have you back. Today, I have a really awesome guest with me. His name is Ferdinand Beck. He's from Germany. He's a, also known as Vegan Gains. Vegans. Vegans. Vegan Strength. Vegans Food. Vegans.de. Just, just Vegans. <laughs> just a lot of Vegans. <laughs> And yeah, I have him here on my podcast today. He was so kind to join me. Um, hello. Um, Hi. I'm super happy to have you on here. Um, yeah, maybe you want to just quickly introduce yourself a little bit um, and tell us more about um, yourself and your vision, because I think I'm not sure how many of my followers actually follow you because I'm not really in the vegan community. Not that only vegans follow you, but I think that's most of your target audience. So, yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ferdinand Beck, a.k.a. Vegans. A.k.a. Vegans was taken back then. That's why Vegans strengths. But <laughs> then I <laughs> paid a thousand euros to get the name Vegans. But then I was already verified. And once you're verified, you cannot change your name unless you oh contact God. the Instagram support team. And it's such a big platform that there is no support team. So I tried to reach out to them so badly. I know people who have connections, but no one can help me. So, yeah. <laughs> I have the name now, Vegans, paid a thousand euros for it and cannot use it. Nice. Anyways. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah. Um, um, I live in Germany. I study horticulture. And besides studying, I do social media because I stumbled across a vegan diet almost seven years ago. And I saw so many benefits, countless, regarding my health, the environment and the animals, of course. And then I saw social media as a tool to not only influence my direct environment, like my family and friends, but the entire world. And then I played around on social media. What content do I like? Which, uh, which platforms do I enjoy? And then I started doing infographics on Instagram and they really popped. And then I was like, wow, okay, I can, um, I can also make this full time because uh, I just grew and grew and grew. And uh, yeah, now I'm doing YouTube and have multiple Instagram accounts and focus on spreading the benefits of a whole food plant-based diet. I do that via still infographics, but now actually my food channel surpassed my infographic channel. I do recipe videos there at Vegans Food on Instagram. Um, and I have a German YouTube channel, which I'm focusing on, an English YouTube channel, also a podcast in German and in English. And yeah, just do social media as I enjoy it. Um, I al always say I follow my highest excitement. So that's me. Yeah, uh, that brings me to the first kind of thing that I want to talk about because I like I obviously I've been following you for a while now, not a super long while, but a couple of months. And I did a lot, a lot more research on you, I guess, or like listened a lot into your podcast and looked at your content and kind of tried to find like tried to figure out what I thought was so like inspiring about you because obviously like I'm not vegan myself um, and I think it's interesting to learn more about the vegan diet or lifestyle but I think so when I, I listen to your podcast and everything and I think what I realized what I think is really interesting or inspiring about you and the way you do social media is kind of your vibe and not just the veganism so you seem really passionate and really positive and um, you also talk a lot about things like your morning routines or the way you structure your day or also the way you live your life with the whole minimalism thing that we're also going to get to in a little bit. Um, but I was interested in 
how you learned to be like that or if that was something you always were like positive and had that mindset like I listened to the podcast where you talk about your mantras for example and um, I think so I I also tell myself mantras or I listen or I read like self-development books but I think some of those tips are not really practical so maybe you have some some experiences that made you this positive or gave you this this kind of mindset towards life Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I stumbled across veganism, I was like, wow, that, that's the superpower. But then I realized veganism solves a lot of issues, but not everything. And if you want to be healthy, which is my goal, then you have to practice healthy lifestyle choices. And diet is a big one, but it's not the only one. It's also uh, sleep, stress, um, your your mindset, thinking, all of that. So um, I call it healthy lifestyle choices. So I'm not only talking about diet, which is a, a big part and the one I'm the most passionate about, um, but I talk about healthy lifestyle choices in general and share what works for me um, because at the end you need to find what resonates to you because it only works for you what you actually believe in. Um, and yeah, over the years I just got a lot a lot a lot of input and figured out what works for me and I, I shared it on on all my platforms um wait what was, what, what was the question <laughs> kind of how did you figure out what works for you and how did you figure out that this positivity and the way you live your life now <clears throat> is how you want to live your life um yeah as i said countless of input before i did social media i now I have a good balance between input and output, but before I did social media, I only had input. So I read countless of books, audiobooks, podcasts, and then I just took things out that resonated with me. I tried them, implemented them, whatever. Like uh, I never thought I would turn vegan. I just wanted to try it for a month. Same with cold showers, but um, <laughs> I really liked how I felt. So I implemented it into my lifestyle and then I quickly did it for for years and many years so yeah I just um, got a lot of input and then I research a lot so I would I always call it the bullshit meter because there's so much pseudoscience nonsense out there so I'm really suspicious so I always um, want to have to back up the sources I, I don't want to be just a believer oh yeah that sounds cool I do that. Oh, and then I stumble across this article. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds good. So so that must be true. No, I'm always really suspicious. Um, what is the best available balance of evidence we have according to, to diet or whatever? And if the science is backing, backing that up, whatever the claim is, then I, I try it. I call myself an experience hunter. So I love to, to just experience and do things. Because the worst thing that could happen, I, I have a new experience and then I, I, I don't continue anymore. And the best thing I benefit and then I can implement and benefit for the rest of my life by doing that. So I love to experience, of course, only things where I think there's a benefit. I wouldn't just, I don't know, chain smoke for a month just, <laughs> just to experience it. No, but as I said, uh, the vegan diet or cold showering or a new training approach um yeah and then you know i've been vegan for almost seven years so during those seven years i i got a lot of input and found all the things that works for me and i would say i live an overall healthy balance and i know you don't like the word balance but um 
I kind of do balanced life. Um, and what is what is health or balance for you then? I think that because, because I remember I, I listened to one podcast of yours mm. and um, then you said, yeah, often you yes. tend to extremes on, on a daily and I totally agree. But for me, it's more a weekly or monthly balance that if I've really focused because I have a deadline or something for the next couple of uh, of days on that. But over the week, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm in a crazy surplus on one day because I want to eat or, or if I'm in a deficit that day. If my weekly caloric balance is all right, according to my goal, then I'm good. So balance for me is rather long term or what is long term, but um, not on a day to day, but week, month. If I have a bad day or something, doesn't matter as long as the week is going, if, if the trend is going up, because all things we do, they always fluctuate. They go up and down, up and down. But I just make sure that the trend is going up and that mm -hmm. is for me balance. If I have all these things I want to progress and this day or this multiple days I focus more on that and then this and then over the week, over the month, I try to to balance everything out that I achieve all the things I want to achieve. Like yeah. a good CrossFitter and that is really hard to have balance because there you have to work on your strengths, on your endurance, on your gymnastics, on all these things and if you can accomplish it all then you have balance and it doesn't happen Oh, I need to do all these things on one day. No, one day you do gymnastic, the other day you do strength, the other day you do endurance. And over the weeks, over the month, if you push everything up, if the trend goes up, then you achieve balance. But for deadlines, for if I'm writing an ebook or something, a new project, then I'm always, not always, but often I'm observed in that. And um, other things are behind, but then over the weeks I catch up. So. That is yeah, I think I that's a nice, a nice definition of balance because I think some people chase balance every day. Yeah. But I think especially with the way we live our lives, it's almost impossible yes. to um, be balanced every day. Agreed. Um, that kind of also brings me to the next question, which is about your routines, because I feel like you preach them a lot um, that you have your certain routines. And I think it's interesting because you you do social media, I think, as a as your main job, right? Yeah. Um, and probably spend a lot of time on your laptop or maybe at home I don't know um how did you come up with your routines how did you figure out what the right routines were for you mm -hmm. mm. or where did you get your input from maybe because you said you like to try things out um, yeah yeah and get a lot of input but what are some some where do you get your input from often it's, it's just random for example when I turned vegan all of a sudden I had so much energy and I wanted to work a lot creating social media content and that involves a lot of computer work so I was just googling how can I be active but still work and then I stumbled across a treadmill desk and um, maybe you see it in the background but I, I always have a treadmill desk where I live uh, which is just a, a treadmill and a desk and um, this morning I already got six seven thousand steps or so in each day i get like 10 to twenty thousand steps on my treadmill desk by just walking comfortably and i can do all my computer work um i don't force myself or anything but often i'm just i just want to move i just love to go for walks mm -hmm. but i also want to accomplish so many things creating an infographic editing this, this vlog editing this recipe video and that involves many hours in front of my computer. So I combined that, I, I um, got a treadmill desk and it's one of my um, must-haves 
for I don't know also almost seven years or so um, because I just was so full of energy but also wanted to get so much done and Mm -hmm. I love it because I go off the treadmill desk and I went for a lovely walk everyone knows that feeling you come home from a walk you feel great and I also got three hours of editing in I'm like oh I feel like a boss Um, (laughs) and other things mostly just by books I read or podcasts uh, which spark something an idea or so um yeah like veganism i um i saw so many benefits and then i was like okay i just try it out because you can read so much about it but you only know for sure if you experience something how that is and at the beginning i i wasn't really educated about a vegan diet but i i was convinced enough to try it so i did and the first thing i noticed that my skin got so much better i suffered a really bad acne when i was mm-hmm younger even not just when i was a teenager still when i was 20 years old when i turned vegan and after a couple weeks into this vegan lifestyle my skin got so much better and soon i found out that i'm lactose intolerant and Mm -hmm. that as soon as i ditched dairy my skin improved significantly and that's why i recommend everyone who struggles with their skin ditch dairy for a month and just see what happens because most people never ditch all dairy for a month and so many people are actually lactose intolerant and suffer bloating, bad skin, other issues, often digestion because of the of the dairy but most people never completely ditch all dairy for a month and that's why I encourage people hey what can you lose you maybe cannot eat your favorite dairy treats for a month but hey there are others so it's even like an adventure you find new products and after that month if your skin didn't get better or anything then you lost basically nothing but you are an experience richer and if your skin improves massively like mine did then you found a big source of your breakouts or your digestion is- issues so um yeah when i had that much better skin i started to gain confidence i was able to look people in the eyes and um i was like i want to keep that state of being so i stayed vegan and informed myself more and more and then once i found out about the animals about factory farming i was like i'm done with animal products i don't Mm want to contribute to that and why i feel great and i built muscle no problem because that was actually the reason why i tried veganism because i read a lot of benefits for your performance which for Mm -hmm. example the documentary now game changer is, is showing that a bit um that um, you have more energy it's often easier to digest you recover faster and there are just many many benefits for performance a plant-based diet offers Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah i was a really skinny guy when i turned vegan and i gained over 20 kilograms of lean muscle mass on a vegan diet so no one can tell me oh you cannot build muscle on a vegan diet no i proved it i didn't just maintain my gains no i was really skinny i didn't even weigh 70 kilograms and then in my peak time i weighed over 90 kilograms so plus 20 mm-hmm. kilograms and i had lower body fat than i had before mm-hmm. um, i did a men's physique competition and i did a dexa scan and i was at nine percent body fat and uh, i weighed 90 kilograms and when i turned vegan i was 70 kilograms and i wasn't nine percent body fat i didn't do a dexa scan but i know judging by pictures um yeah then that recently changed because I almost died in Bali and had four surgeries so I lost my muscles but I'm currently rebuilding them 
and there's something great called the muscle memory effect so your yeah. gains remain loyal af so yeah i'm now yeah. on my transformation 3.0 and proving once again that you can easily build muscle on a vegan diet because all nutrients essentially come from the soil come from the ground and you can recycle them by a cow eating them and then you eat the flesh or you get it directly from from plants mm -hmm. they offer all essential nutrients so there's no reason in my way not to not to eat plants only um and yeah and other routines like i have so many routines like cold showering for example just feels good it gives me a kickstart in the morning i tried it it was so hard to 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 do it but then i was like yes i love this because my body is every morning you don't get used to it every morning my body is like oh i don't want to do that fuck but my brain is in control i can decide what i want to do and what i don't want to do and having this achievement of i'm in charge each morning just gives mm -hmm. me a good mindset that i can what i set my mind to i can do it so and i feel amazing afterwards so i, I think it's also nice that or at least it seems like it like you for some people some people might think oh my god they have to take a cold shower and it's something they have to do but you kind of i feel like you see it a bit more in a spiritual way where you're like okay i'm achieving this you know what i mean I think that's that's a nice way of making this routine mean more and and add more to your day than yeah. just a cold shower. Yeah, and right? we are the only animals who have this massive frontal lobe that we can participate the future and the past. So we know how great we felt after the last cold shower. So we wanna get the same experience, and that's why we just gotta do it. For me, it's the same with yoga, for example. If I don't want to go to yoga, I just think about how great I feel in Shavasana and after Shavasana. And that feeling lasts many hours, when if not the entire day for me. So even if I don't want to go to yoga, I crave this feeling of Shavasana and how I feel afterwards. So that motivates me to do it because I know how great I feel afterwards and how proud I am of myself. So that's another one. Do these routines give you the same feeling every day then um i always feel great after a cold shower i feel i feel so good i'm so woken up and um yeah i never it's it's like training you basically always feel better after training unless you injured yourself or i don't know yeah. someone yeah. was rude to you but you always feel better afterwards even if it was kind of shitty training so yeah i don't like yeah. to say always but it's kind of always yeah I think um, something you mentioned is, or what I hear out of like what you were talking about, is that you always try new things. And it's not just like you read into something like, I don't know, cold showers, or you get an idea like, I don't know, veganism, but you actually try it. And I think some people out there try to inform themselves a lot or not even at all. They just hear an idea or they get an idea, but they never actually implement it. And sometimes they just throw away that idea of a new routine or a new lifestyle change, um, but they never actually get to try it. And I think it's really inspiring and cool that you, you, yeah, you try to collect these experiences and then make your mind out, make your mind up about it. And I think that's really cool and really practical for people that if they actually want to mm, create new routines or create change in general 
that they they need to implement it and try it and not just um i don't know make up their mind about it beforehand already yeah i think that's a really good point when it comes to something like nutrition or training i highly recommend to really educate yourself yeah because if otherwise i call them flip-floppers if they just yeah. read something <laughs> oh yeah this training approach oh now i need to do hit and oh now i need to go on these um, machines which give me electric shocks and that's the best training so i do that and then they never yeah. achieve their goals because they just jump from one diet to the other and from one training approach to the next if you want to see if your training plan actually works you need to stick for it stick to it it for multiple months so when it comes to things like training or nutrition i recommend really educating yourself and developing this bullshit meter Mm -hmm. and make it super sharp that if some article is oh this is this is like the magic pill then be super suspicious what is their intent and then scroll down okay they are trying to sell me those i don't know fish oil things so of course they say that is the best but yeah, yeah, yeah. find sources where independent sources which don't want to sell you anything and then see always their sites if they're citing research the studies then i recommend learning how to read studies yeah and uh, otherwise you're just a believer or a flip-flopper but when it comes to things like cold showers for example there is no um there is not much to to research, research about it yeah too much either it makes you feel good or it doesn't so yeah and, and it's yeah yeah just wanted to to point no, out. i agree i think you should especially with nutritional training you should make an educated decision on what to try um but still uh yeah so i think that's that's a very very good takeaway um yeah another thing you mentioned um about veganism do you think it works for you for everyone the same way as it does for you so the you said you suddenly had more energy you had you had you performed better your skin got better um do you think just because you saw these extreme changes in how you felt that's something that everyone can experience if they go vegan not the same same like i do because everyone is slightly different but overall we're not so different so i would say pretty much yes our biology is so the same we're not different creatures um we're all human beings and um our digestive tract and all of that got set in stone over the millions of years we um uh, of evolution and um that strongly points out that a whole food plant-based diet is the optimal diet for human health we get all our nutrients and sure there are slight changes some people they certain they have allergies or they have celiac disease where they cannot eat gluten um, or um, some people just uh, certain combinations or so that you just need to figure out for yourself but for most people whole food plant-based nutrition is the optimal way for nutrition i'm so convinced of that meaning what is whole food plant-based nutrition eating whole foods meaning eating daily out of the five food groups which is fruits vegetables legumes whole grains nuts and seeds plus herbs spices mushrooms and other plant-based products you enjoy and you will thrive on plants you cover all your nutrients there are some critical nutrients you need to make sure you get like vitamin b12 in our really clean um, environment we have nowadays we uh, don't really find b12 anymore in in abundance as, as we used to 
Um, so we got a supplement, but not just vegans, everyone should. I mean, meat eaters get it indirectly through the meat because not because animals pr produce vitamin B12, but because they get it supplement as well. Actually, 80% of the B12 supplements are fed to livestock um, because they're deficient in B12 as well. But getting your B12 through flesh is not a great source because you don't really know how much you get. And by heating, cooking the meat, you lose more and more B12. So if you want to have a reliant source of B12, I recommend supplementing. Um, yeah, it's just a slight disadvantage of living in a clean world because B12, uh, it's, it's found in, in dirt and little microbes that blanket the earth. And it was in abundance everywhere. We just drank the, the, the river water and uh, we got our B12. But now we chlorinate our water, so we don't find it in, in the tap water anymore. Um, but that's, that's a good thing because it's cleaner and we don't get many other disease anymore. Um, yeah, so we just have to have to supplement it, and it's not it's it's uh, it's a myth that animals have vitamin B twelve. No, they they don't produce it or anything. They they just get it supplemented as well. And I recommend a reliant source, which is to supplement it. And vitamin D, for example, if you don't get enough sun or if the ultraviolet index is not high enough. But that's not a vegan issue. That's for everyone. And um, yeah, I would just do regular blood samples. And if your iron is low, then there, then just make sure to eat more iron-rich plant foods. Um, for example, legumes, nuts and seeds, whole grains. They have a lot of iron. And if studies show, if you, for example, combine iron-rich foods with vitamin C, you boost the iron absorption five to tenfold, like crazy. So that's why I make sure if I eat my porridge, I have some berries in it for example that are rich in mm -hmm. vitamin c and then i boost iron absorption five to ten times and i don't drink coffee or any other caffeine to my meals because that in um inhibits the iron absorption so little mm -hmm. things like that so that's why education is key because many people when they go vegan they they they, they are used to eating something like rice broccoli and chicken and then they just leave the chicken out but mm -hmm. now you gotta get a complete meal. You gotta replace it with, for example, legumes that you eat mm -hmm. out of all five food groups each day. And many people just stick to what they used to eat, but cut out the animal products and not involving other plant foods. And the plant kingdom has so much to offer. So educate yourself. Write those five groups on your fridge and and see it as an adventure okay fruits vegetables legumes what are actually legumes let me look into it okay let me find new legumes oh hummus is actually a legume i love it and what else could i do with chickpeas or lentils okay. or um tofu or what is actually tempeh wow it's fermented soy wow super delicious and see it as okay. an adventure discovering okay. all these foods for me before I was vegan, I ate pretty much the same over and over again. But when I turned vegan, my diet became so much richer because I stumbled across so many foods I didn't know, like sweet potatoes. Oh, wow, you put them in the oven, they turn out incredibly sweet. Or dates are so rich in minerals and so sweet. It's it's the perfect sweetener because it's also so healthy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw it as a great adventure. Now I have so many foods in my in my diet, which I love, which I never consumed the majority of my life when I wasn't vegan there I ate pretty much the same and yeah um, I um, most people can thrive this way and if you have some issues then you just 
need to avoid gluten if you have celiac disease or if um, you cannot absorb certain things then you need to supplement certain things but um, for for most people whole food plant-based nutrition is, is the way to go and uh, studies are incredible what they're showing over and over again if you suffer so many chronic diseases like diabetes type 2 you put people on a plant-based diet and in a matter of weeks they reverse their diabetes type 2 they're off all medicine altogether and never get it back again and not just diabetes Do you think that is because they then include all these other food groups or because they eliminate um they eliminate uh, the in this you know I mean? case the Different? animal fat because it it's the, if you have diabetes type 2 you can produce insulin diabetes type one is when you can't produce insulin but diabetes type 2 you can produce insulin it's the problem is that the insulin ca can't go into the cell it's like the the lock and the key the key cannot go in the lock because the cells are clogged by animal fat so they just cannot get in but once you go on a on a plant-based diet you remove those animal fats all of a sudden the insulin gets in the cell and you're not um, insulin resistant anymore and you're off diabetes uh, medication and, and you don't have it anymore um, so what do you um sorry no <laughs> yeah um, what do you, I bet you've had conversations with people before who think maybe you're a bit crazy about your veganism or your views mm -hmm. what and who are really like yeah he's he's just like too much into his bubble or something mm -hmm. um, what because I, I am I'm assuming maybe you give them similar facts but maybe they're not accepting them are there some resources you ask them to look into or is there a point where you were just like okay then just non-vegan because you seem so passionate about yeah, it like sometimes absolutely. I'm, I'm i'm passionate about things but if, if people are like yeah she's just crazy i'm like okay well i'm not here to convince you but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? yeah, yeah um what do you do with those people because yeah so for, first I'm, I'm not interested in in opinions i'm interested in the best available balance of evidence and for that i have countless sources because otherwise I, I wouldn't do that if I'm not convinced. I'm not a, as yeah. I said, I'm not a believer. I don't listen to opinions. Oh yeah, he said if you only eat raw, that that's great. Or if you are a carnivore and mm -hmm. only eat meat, uh, I all of a sudden opened my third eye and became super spiritual. Oh yeah, I should do that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm my bullshit meter is up there. Okay, what is actually the best available balance of evidence we have according to, for this example, nutrition and uh, the best resource. First of all, if people approach me, they're mostly open-minded because they know me from social media or so and then the conversations are always great and if they're not interested i'm here to convince no one i i, I don't want to be preachy so do you do whatever you want to do as long as you don't harm others do what you want want to do and um that's why i love social media because if you want to consume my content feel free if you don't want it then just don't consume it don't follow me or anything um so yeah if i see that people are really close-minded and I talk against the wall, then I just stop, then I save my energy, then I don't try yeah. to convince or anything. I'm just polite yeah. and happy and smile. Um, but people are interested and I always say, don't just believe me. Don't just believe me yeah. that a vegan diet is great. No, I, I wasn't born with the knowledge. I learned it somewhere. Here I learned That's it from, point. here are the sources, here are the crafts, here, here are the studies. And one of the best sources is nutritionfacts.org. It's in... Um, non-profit independent organization led by dr michael Krager, 
And he just presents what I always say, the best available balance of evidence. He has created two books, How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. And How Not to Die starts off with the 15 um, big leaders of death, why people die. The biggest one, heart disease, um, obesity, um, uh, um, what I said, diabetes type 2. And he shows that a bland-based diet stops and even reverses most of our leading killers. Those Western diseases didn't exist before we started to have all this crap in our diet. And um, then in the second part of the book, he um, shows how to eat a vegan diet optimally because vegan doesn't tell me if you're eating healthy. It just tells me what you don't eat. You're vegan, you don't eat animal products, but you could eat vegan chunk food all day. That's why I like the term whole food blend-based nutrition because that is actually telling me that you're eating whole foods. Um, but yeah, back to back to the sources. He backs everything with sources. Each book is reviewed by 10 independent researchers who fact-check every source if they're actually saying what he says because he's not trying. A, he's not writing a book. Okay, I have this idea, and then he finds sources which are backing that up. No, he actually looks in all studies about a subject he has a huge team of over 40 researchers who go on pubmed type in diabetes type 2 for example and read all papers and then when they have read all papers all meta analysis they put it together and give you the facts what is actually the science saying and mm -hmm. he he's not as i am not interested in opinions and he doesn't give you his opinion but uh, the best available balance of evidence. And I so often go back to his side because I always find the sources he's linking. And then I go to PubMed, I go to full article, I see if he writes, uh, if that is true, what he says. And I did it so often that I quote unquote believe him now because I was never disappointed that he claimed something which his research he cited wasn't showing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so sad because most books out there about for example, diet, there are more than 30,000 diet books. <clears throat> Most sources in there are not showing, uh, are not reflecting what they're saying in the book. And so often the opposite is true, that they're taking a source and the, the source is proving the, the opposite of their claim. And it's mm -hmm. so sad. People just want to have good news about their bad habits. That's why bestsellers are... Um, I don't know, eat, eat your bacon for breakfast because people want to hear good news about hear their that, yeah. bad habits and they don't look into the, into the research, yeah. into the sources cited and often they don't even cite sources. But yeah. Um, you still try to look at studies or books that may promote a non-vegan diet or omnivore, I don't know how to call it. Yeah, because I'm so, because this is my job, I, I get yeah. daily DMs, oh, have you heard about that? Have you heard about this? And then I look into it and um, one of my best friends, Nico Rittenau, he's also really big in that um, space, um, nutritionist, vegan nutritionist in Germany. He actually reads all the anti-vegan books and, and so on. And um, I often don't go to the length to read those books, but, but I, I, um, I look them up and um, find some credible sources who is debunking because you can debunk it often so quickly. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, okay. I always, think? always stay open minded. I don't I don't want to be in this. What is it called? Um, confirmation bias. I always, you know, I if. Uh, it, um, I, I, I don't want to be this this uh, vegan who uh, 
is not looking at, at the entire picture if there would yeah. be a study that oh yeah actually if you eat broccoli it's really detrimental for your health then then i wouldn't recommend eating broccoli and if there is a strong evidence that we need some animal products we need fish then i would say hey okay the evidence shows we need fish okay what about the ethics how can we combine that but i haven't stumbled across anything in any animal product we couldn't get from plants so if it's unnecessary to eat animal products because we get we can get all nutrients from plants easily if it's unnecessary my question is how can we justify it because it's causing so much suffering to countless in, uh, animals if you look into factory farming you you're crying your eyes out it's it's horrible and it, it's unnecessary mm -hmm. so how can we justify it and then the talking about environment how much land it's used for animal agriculture how much fresh water how much energy how many resources go it it's the elephant in the room it's it's the leading cause of mm -hmm. of global warming and um yeah i i care about myself i care about the planet i care about other beings and um this is what veganism is all about it's win 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 you don't need to sacrifice your health or anything no you're actually thriving and mostly live healthier while doing the animals and the environment a tremendous favor. So for me, it's, it's a no-brainer. Why, why wouldn't you? Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, that brings me to another question, which is I listened to the podcast where you talk about what you would do if the world was vegan. Um, so you talk about what would happen if everyone was vegan, everyone would live a vegan lifestyle, and that problem would kind of be eliminated. I think uh, it's a bit older. The Satchel podcast. Oh, God. Uh -huh. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> I was telling you really deep. <laughs> um, no, not cringe. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I don't know if you still if you still have the same opinion as back then. So maybe uh, that changed. I, I have no idea what I said. No, but it's okay. I'm not uh, trying to hold you accountable for anything. Um, but you, you mentioned that um, do you think that if the world would consume less and if there was less demand and if the world is vegan, you think that people would overall be happier and that if there was less killing of animals, then you think that kind of even the, the battlefields we have between people would resolve a bit. I don't know if you still have that opinion. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's why I, I, I so often say, if you go vegan for a bit, don't only listen how you feel, but also listen to your heart. I, before I was, and that sounds so, and that sounds so uh, spiritual nonsense, but mm -hmm. that's what I've talked to so many vegans. I've been vegan for so long and your co compassion, I believe, is in everyone. But it so comes out if you stop putting in all those dead flesh in your system, which was just factory farming animals. They're so scared when they get slaughtered. There's so much fear, anxiety in them. And when you put that in your system all the time, your arteries clog with that. Um, it, I mean, it's a fact. You are what you absorb. Your cells are made from what you absorb. And every seven years or so, you're a completely new person made on new cells. And those cells are made on what you absorb. And um, so you are what you eat. And if you stop putting all, all the dead animals in you, I back then I was never really a compassionate guy. I, I didn't care about animals really and all of that. But when I became vegan, 
I became so much more sensitive towards other beings. I don't want to hurt anyone. I, um, I, yeah, I don't want to hurt any being needlessly. And I'm mm -hmm. convinced if people stop uh, eating animals, if, uh, if we don't have factory farming farms anymore, then mm -hmm. we don't have battles anymore. Um, that sounds like a super hippie thought, but I, I, I believe that. Okay. And there, there, yeah, there's okay. no research that that is just like, no. it's just like a guess. It's just like, what would it, and, and I believe it and I've no research to back that up and it could be no. whatever, but, but I strongly okay. believe it based on all the yeah. vegans I know and how they feel, how compassionate they are. And I believe that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, I think that's beautiful in a way. I think that's good. That doesn't need research. Um, but do you think. Because I think people would create other problems that possibly would hurt the environment or other people. No? Yeah, for sure. But I think way more inintent or unintentionally, um, mm -hmm. because often, you know, I, I, I mean, I still do many things that are harming, you know, we humans, we, there, there is no perfection and we're actually the biggest plague on this planet, if we're honest. You buy a you buy a car, no matter how great that car is, at least around two hundred thousand liters of fresh water went into producing that car. No matter what you buy, there's always it's called um, uh, invisible water is in there to producing that. And ninety eight percent of the water we consume is invisible water by buying all the products we buy. This Mac, this iPhone needs to come somewhere. And yeah, people committed suicide because they hate working for Apple in these fact uh, not factory farms, but it's it's almost similar. But yeah. yet I I justify it somehow because I do that full time and this phone is a great tool how I can work better. But there's always something behind everything. So I try to track it down and can I um, can I be in peace with that if I buy this and that? And for some things, I, I just say absolutely no. For example, animal products, because the, the environment footprint is just that big and the suffering is that bit big and it's um, I, I don't need it for optimal health. So why would I? But a phone, I'm like, okay, I, I can work better, but there's still always something behind. And of course, we, we humans, we always... Um, yeah, uh, but, but that shouldn't be the goal, perfection, anything. I mean, no. when, when I get really fucked up by the world because there's so much bad stuff happening and then when I get sad, I just have this thing which always puts me back to a good place, to a happy mm -hmm. place, is that everything, everything, it doesn't matter what it is, it all comes from Stardust. You, me, this Mac, this iPhone, it, it all came from Stardust and it will go back to Stardust. Stardust. It doesn't matter how great the earth will thrive. In a couple million years, we crash into the sun. The earth will explode. We build a new solar system. Everything is temporary. Everything comes from stardust and will go back to stardust. And the earth can flourish so greatly, but it will burn in a couple million years. And what and a that couple thought million... calms you down? Yeah, because everything is temporary. And it doesn't matter if we fuck it up or not. At the end, it will all burn. So... What makes the difference is because everything is temporary, it's so precious because many people have this belief, oh yeah, I moved into this house, I'm going to live here forever. No, you lived there maybe 40 years and it's over like this. Oh, she's my girlfriend, I have her forever. No, 
Every moment is so precious because it's all temporary. And thus I enjoy it and focus on the good thing because this is a human experience. I enjoy it. I know it's not going to last forever. So do I want to be miserable and focus on these problems? No, I want to put them in the back of my mind, focus on problem solving, but living a happy, fulfilled life because it's so precious. Mm -hmm. I never get this day back. And that brings me back. It but it works to... it works for me it's it's yeah, uh... it's good no i feel like people need to hear this because i mean even for me like i think the same way and i think especially things like living in the moment or appreciating the day is something especially people in our society are not are not um pursuing enough and and just the, being in the moment is so difficult but so underrated <laughs> and i think most people who say they're in the moment they're not really in the moment. <laughs> and I think that's something you really have to practice. Um, but yeah, maybe, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, same for me. I'm not good by being in the moment. But, but what I'm saying, especially vegans, they're, they're seeing all... It's like veganism is like not waking up from a nightmare, but waking into a nightmare. You all of a sudden see what's behind factory farming, that countless suffering. You have these images in your head and you just want to scream. And so many people then get depressed and so frustrated and that's why i like this metaphor which works for me hey doesn't matter if we fuck it all up it's all stardust it's all temporary i'm gonna enjoy it but yeah being in the so that that motivates you actually that brings me if 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 i get sad about that all mm -hmm. really sad then i think about that and that calms me down let's say it like this yeah but yeah it's great to all be right. in the moment but it's tough and I'm doing <laughs> a bad job at this. I'm always in the future, in the present. But yeah, uh, that's why I love. Uh, that's why find like-minded people, find true friends. Because if you're with your friends, you're kind of always in the moment if you do something. And um, that's why I love weightlifting or sports because you're so much often in the moment. And yeah. Very true. Um, the almost last thing I want to talk about is uh, your highest excitement. <laughs> I think I like the expression as well a lot. Maybe you want to kind of explain to everyone listening what the highest excitement is and how you found yours. Mm -hmm. So I always say follow your highest excitement without insisting of a particular outcome that you... Okay, the big disclaimer, this is really spiritual. This just works for me and I have no mm -hmm. sources to, to, to back this up. And uh, the... The source I, I found this from is really rather ridiculous for many people because it's rather extraterrestrial. But yeah, follow your highest excitement means that you do what you love, not what you're supposed to do, what your parents tell you, your friends, your teachers, or what you think you need to know what you actually want to do. If you get no money from that, if, if what is it you want to really do in your free time and really want to do not impressing other people that's why i always say not insisting of a particular outcome because many people want to have i don't know they want to be a rapper but they don't really like to rap and put all the, the work in that so not focusing on the outcome oh i want to be a celebrity oh but do you actually like to be an actress do you actually like doing that actually doing that thing what is it that you enjoy and most people unfortunately don't know they just trade time against money do things they don't like come home knock themselves out in front of the tv because they're unhappy and want to distract themselves and do it all over again but really 
be honest to yourself. What do you like to do in your free time? When you get not paid for it, no one tells you you need to do it or even people say that's a bad thing. But what do you really like to do? And most people don't know. So what you do, you figure it out by doing so many things. Most of my life, I didn't know what my highest excitement was or is. So I did countless things. Weightlifting is so my highest excitement, but it took me a while to get there. And I tried all kinds of sports and I did this and that and this and that. And okay, that is nice, but it doesn't really excite me that much. And then maybe you think after doing so many things, oh, I will never find my excitement. No, because by doing so many things, you narrow down the field of mm -hmm. possibilities and then you find them something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, bouldering was nice because that soreness Oh, do I actually crave that soreness? Do I actually want to build muscle? And then you go to the gym and, oh, yeah, weightlifting. And my body's like a sculpture and I can shape it. Oh, I love doing that. For some people, that seems ridiculous, but I just love it. It just makes me so happy. I go I go to the training. I'm in my regiment. I build muscle. The food tastes better. The colors are prettier. <laughs> that soreness feels amazing. Many people think I'm in love with pain, but I just, I just love it. I found it. So... Do so many things and then sooner or later you find the things that truly excite you. And the longer you walk that way, the better you will come, the more successful, the, the more happy. All of that will come and sooner or later you can make a living doing that because 2020 you can make money with everything. I mean, my job, I mean, what is that? I'm, I'm an influencer, yeah. but I just follow my highest excitement. I never yeah. thought I would do this here but now i earn way more money than i could possibly need not by working i don't work but i work extremely hard but it doesn't feel like work but i work so hard because i'm so passionate about it i love it each day i wake up so happy to continue what i want to do and manifest this and that and just follow my excitement you and think everyone has an excitement as big as yours a hundred percent a thousand percent it's it's just that many people do things because oh i don't want to have a gap in my resume and my parents they want me to study this and that and they just do things to please others they don't please themselves and they do things and then they stuck in in a job they don't like but they don't want to go out their comfort zone and then they're in this wheel where they stuck in things they don't like uh, everyone has that everyone has their dreams But you just gotta be crazy. You just gotta chase your dreams. Actually, do it. Um, and and yeah. But most people, even if they're really old, often they haven't found their excitements yet. And yeah. uh, and that makes me sad because everyone, yeah, everyone has excitements. Um, but often people rationalize, oh yeah, I cannot do that because, mm -hmm. da, 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 you know. <laughs> I know I have this conversation a lot with people because I I've been especially since I graduated from high school a couple years ago <laughs> um I was I got a lot into this and I was like I cannot go into this this kind of wheel of of, of a nine to five and always doing the same thing over and over again I need to do something as a job or as a study that I'm really passionate about and I thought it was really scary even back then to kind of break out of that and tell people like I'm not gonna just you know go down the same route everyone goes down or I'm gonna try to find something that I'm really passionate about um and I think what you mentioned because I wanted to ask you what some really practical steps were because I I read a lot of books on it and I was like yeah but I'm not 
like you just telling me I need to follow my ex highest excitement is not going to help me follow my highest excitement. You know what I mean? What I mean, but I think what you were saying was trying out a lot of things um, and narrowing it down later and kind of analyzing every single time and reflecting, doing a lot of reflection, thinking about, okay, what made me feel good about what, what made me feel this way from this, from this action that I took? Like, like you said, like, Did I like bouldering or did I just like the type of soreness I got? You know what I mean? Like really trying so many things. And I think people are so scared of not even breaking out of that, you know, like root, but, but trying things that they're not. Because people would like if I like when I started weightlifting, people were like, you're not a weightlifter. You're like a horse rider. Right. So but I was like, but I want to try it. And then I found a passion. And I think people are scared that they're trying something or trying out something that they're not dumb, you know, like, it's not, it's not, oh, it's not Carmen, or it's not Ferdinand to be like that, right, but I think just trying out new things is so important, otherwise, you're, you have no chance of experiencing new passions, I guess. A hundred percent, so many people are victims of the environment, yeah. what, you're doing something differently, how dare you, that's why for yeah. me it was so amazing when I moved to Berlin, that I lived alone because I could try all these things. Okay, I'm consuming all my animal products and for the next month I'm just buying vegan products and there isn't my family. What, you're not eating meat? And yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. all the meat around and pressuring me in. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to break out of that. You have to stop being a victim of your environment but create your own environment according to who you are. And by finding your passions and living them and doing things, You go away, uh, you, you go a certain way and often you, you do less with all friends and you walk alone for a while and I did. I, I had no friends when I changed but I finally was, was happy doing the things I, I, I did and then the new way I walked alone sooner or later so many people came into my life who were doing the same things and they're now my best friends and now my environment is not shaped by my environment but shaped by who I am according to me and I'm not a victim by my environment because my mom told me back then I should study this and my grandpa this so yeah I'm a victim of that no I break out of that circle my yeah. brother who's now my biggest fan and supporter he was this social media you should stop you should really do this and that that I <laughs> I mean my grandpa still uh, so frowns upon what I do And uh, but I, I don't care. That gives me the biggest motivation when people tell me that and doubt doubt me. You know, I recommend listen to everyone. But at the end of the day, you gotta ignore 99%. Mm -hmm. Listen to them all, but ignore it. Do what feels right for you yeah. and see it rather as a motivation, because yeah. they, they 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 don't have the vision you have, and uh, they 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 don't see the picture. They don't see that fuel that 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 sparks you when you do that thing. Or even so, that feeling, like maybe you don't even have a vision yet, but you get feelings from certain actions you take and then following those feelings and taking more action from those. A hundred percent. And my family was, my entire family was against what I was doing. They were all, there There were really bad moments that tracked me down, but I, I took it as fuel. And now my entire family is vegan. They love my stuff. They support me. They see that I'm successful, that I make a lot of money, what I do, because I stick to Being me and not being a victim of my environment. No, I shape my own environment by being the person I am. I am true to myself and I don't try to please others. If you don't like what I'm doing, then screw you. I do what I want to do and I do it. But most people are, as you said, 
are way too afraid to do that. Oh, what what will they say if I certainly, I don't know, start to sing? Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good point. I have one last question, which doesn't really fit into this right now at all, but I was very curious about it. It was, fits more into the whole balance thing, but never mind. Um, I was wondering, because you, you went through some health issues this year, some <laughs> severe health issues, um, you had multiple surgeries, etc. And um, I was wondering how your, because you also did bodybuilding, right? or men's physique, you competed. I was wondering how your bodybuilding perspective changed through your health issues because what I noticed from you is that you preach I guess or you talk a lot about balance and health and I I don't like I do bodybuilding myself I don't think bodybuilding in its extremes is very healthy like fighting um so how do you combine I think these very contrary views on and lifestyles yeah so if you're not competing, I, I think bodybuilding is really healthy. If you do yeah, it right, if you I have do. a proper form, you get stronger bones, you have a better yeah. blood flow, this and that. Um, yeah. And the way I only did one men's physique, comp uh, men's physique competition just to try it. And the way I diet down 9% for a short period of time, that's that's still healthy. But you're totally right when you get down to like 6-5% of body weight, especially if you're female, you screw up your hormones like crazy and... To balance them back, it often takes like half a year to get back to normal. Yeah. That is definitely not healthy. But if it's your passion, I mean, no pro sport is, is healthy. Yeah. Yesterday I watched a documentary about uh, Schweinsteiger, um, a professional German soccer player, and the amount of injuries he got and all of that. No professional sport is uh, healthy. But... Um, if you're passionate about it, do it. I mean, as I said, this this experience is only temporary and there are always sacrifices and um, you shouldn't try to live for the this this perfection. Like, I live in Berlin. I mean, currently not because I'm recovering here in, in Munich, but I, I live in Berlin and there's a lot of pollution, but I see so many opportunities there and my friends are there that I take this pollution. Mm. Um, wait, what was your question? Ah, oh, yeah, about my thoughts on... on um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still need to figure it out. I yeah. um, um because I, I went out of these patterns because I associated myself like a bit of a persona. I only realized afterwards that I had this, that I was associating myself with my body and that this is kind of me in a way. But then when this got stripped away from me, I didn't have this anymore. So what am I? So, mm -hmm. but when I, when I was in that kind of bubble, I didn't, saw that yeah, really much yeah. because I was in it but once I was out I could reflect more and yeah. I'm still still Trying figuring it out and uh, yeah I don't know I just uh, as we all do we we want to look good and um, and uh, but our looks aren't everything and I'm, I'm still figuring it out I mean my my belly is still still open I probably have no belly button anymore I have a huge scar on my stomach and uh it's 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 uh, so weird and unused to and i don't recognize myself often and um i get sad when i see old pictures and i i'm still figuring out but yeah. i'm just so happy i'm i'm alive and i'm not in pain anymore and that if you if you get one of your because what we really need we often lose sight of because it's covered we we're not hungry we don't starve, we can go to the fridge, we, we're not close to dying. So all these 
real needs, real needs are set. So we focus on obsessing then how we look and this and that and that is what observes us. But if one of our yeah. essential needs get taken away that I almost lost my life, then yeah. you see what really matters. And when you're in this crazy, crazy pain for a month and then you're out of pain and you're alive, you're just so happy and you couldn't care less how you look. But then yeah. you get healthy and healthy and then now I, I see it. I, oh yeah, how do I look? Da, 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 and, and, but then yeah. I have this now so back in my mind that, um, okay, this doesn't matter too much. This is just nice to have and it's it's a huge privilege. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I still have to figure it out. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, <laughs> fair enough. I As we all do and we never will, no, so I don't know. We never figure <laughs> it out. I think it's just interesting when you talk about, about that as well. So yeah, I think I think that's it for for today. Uh, and my and, question. And just a disclaimer, my my surgery had nothing to do with veganism or diet in general. Yeah. So it was just really uh, unlucky that um, my appendix bursted in Bali, and they went to the hospital way too late. And in Bali, they don't have good hospitals, so they fucked up so many things, and then it went down a dark rabbit hole where they fixed me up then back in germany and now it's a long recovery but it had nothing to do with diet i just wanted to because yeah. yeah and if people want to hear the whole story they can yeah. listen to that on your YouTube. i mean i think many people know that uh um and appendix get it gets inflamed and gets out it's so common and that just happens randomly but it's really bad yeah. if you don't go to the hospital in time that you wait until it grows and grows and inflames more and more and then even burst and then still don't be in the hospital. And then uh, then you're really fucked up. And I was and then you're in the third world country and you you. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to because, yeah, many people just, oh, yeah, surgery is must be because of his vegan diet. Let's make a dumb video. Vegans is healing like a old chain smoking man because he cleans oh, well. vegan okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Ugh has nothing to do with each other no yeah all right well thank you for your time yeah i had a really good conversation thank um, you for and listening. i'm super happy that you came on here and i hope i wasn't uh, um, too preachy i felt like i was uh, 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 yeah sorry no 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 not at all I, I like listening to you and and just digging in where i thought was necessary so yeah uh, maybe you want to tell people where they can find you again on your social just I put it in the description. Exactly. Vegans, um, yeah. you will everywhere. find them everywhere. Too much to, okay. to plug. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'll put it in the in the in the description and um, yeah. Let's Thank, wrap you. It up. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, guys.